very hearty and cheerful day to our listeners. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Trins Talks. I'm your host, Gokul. Today, we have as our guest, a dear and probably the tallest friend come batchmate of mine, Karun Nambiar. Karun was with Trins from 9th grade to 12th grade and is a graduate of the 2012 batch. Karun is currently working with the IO group as an analyst. He earned his MS from Purdue University and has done mechanical engineering from Manipal University. Karun, it's a pleasure as always to connect and have you for the first time on Trins Talks. Thank you so much, Gokul. Thank you, honestly, for the invite as well. It's, it's uh, highly appreciated. How's uh, the United States been so far? It's been, what, two years since you've it's been, been... Yeah, it's just it's been just over two years. I think nearly two and a half years actually. So you've seen it all the the outrage mm. of oh um, my oh yeah. my have I have I seen it all? Not really, or <laughs> to be honest, with you, I've just been mostly at home. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I mean, it's it's been a good two and a half years, honestly. Um, um, with the school, um, sorry, grad school, and and with the work also, uh, it's been interesting. It's it's been I've been able to see a few places in the US as well. It is a massive country, so there is a lot to see. I'd say the same about India as well. And um, yeah, I think I might have completed 0.0001%. So we'll see. I hope I that's, hope I get that's, that's fair enough. There's a lot fair to enough, do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have an appetite to explore, as yeah. I've known. Yeah. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let me ask you an easy one. Uh, you spent some time at Purdue and then doing some internships in the US. Have you picked up an American accent yet? Oh, man. Uh, this is a, this is a, why do I have to answer these questions? Oh, okay. Um, I'm kidding. Um, yes. Uh, to be very honest, there's certain words, right? That you just have to like, you just kind of start bending and going with the accent. I don't know why, but literally the best example is like mask, mask. And that's, it's already going into that shift, you know. Right. Um, I'm changing Gokul. What's happening? Huh? <laughs> yeah, you always, I think everyone goes through the whole little bit of an accent change yeah. thing. You know what they say, change is the only constant. You can change is the only constant. Okay, fine. I'll, uh, <laughs> maybe in another five, six years, I'll have a German accent, then a British <laughs> accent, then it's all over the place. Huh? Right. Let me ask you a low-hanging fruit question. Um, engineering and then masters in the U.S., what I'd like to know is why the U.S. of uh, as a destination for your master's as well as, you know, working post mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, honestly, I, I'll probably have to uh, uh, talk about my dad a bit, actually. So, my my father, uh, Sunil, so he worked in operations, um, which is essentially supply chain, which is, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what, say, supply chain is, it's it's very much from, like, the raw material to the very end of the delivery, which is, you know, there's a thousand things to do in between that, mm -hmm. all sorts of areas, finance, uh, logistics, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's there's so much um, that has to be managed. And this entire thing is called a supply chain. And my dad was very aware of that because um, his work entailed that, basically. Pretty early on, my dad mentioned supply chain to me. And at the time, I, I didn't even know what the word meant. And it took, maybe took a year before I kind of knew. Uh, and, right. uh, and yeah, so a, uh, why US uh, thus comes in? Because supply chain in the US, at least for, let me answer for the education perspective right now. From an education perspective, I think the US has great exposure to what they've experienced in the supply chain demand. It is America. Right. It is comparable to an extremely large market. And I think mm -hmm. they've there's a lot going on here that's worth studying, which you might just not get the same experience anywhere else. It's also possible that you do, but it's I think the US has seen it all. And um, or at least what we've seen to date. And I think the US has experienced all that. And it's a good place to be in terms of education. And the quality of education in the U.S., at least in terms of grad school, is is quite amazing, I must say. Um, there's some brilliant professors, um, extremely qualified, and at the same time, good at articulating these lessons to you in an almost simple manner. I can walk out of it just kind of knowing supply chain in the back of my head, and it doesn't have to involve oh. a lot of technical words. You were uh, one of the toppers, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, I, I'll say that I'll say that stopped at school. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's it's my last great uh, achievement uh, in terms of uh, 
education prowess <laughs> and yeah i did well in trends uh, manipal was definitely a little more difficult grad school was quite good in the sense of um, how i performed but um, in terms of you know um, the work um, yes the intention to come to us in a way is to get the education here but also turn that into a job over here i'll be honest the right. us pays extremely well uh, money is a great motivator in terms mm-hmm. of how the us works it is an extremely capitalist environment in the sense that there's great opportunities here and yes the prospect of opportunities exposure and money is a great calling for a lot of people when coming to the us in and the other thing is i mean uh, google you know like i grew up a bit outside uh, considering just my experience in uh, outside and this you know this cultural kind of mixes of things i feel like right. I, i felt like i could really contribute at least in a us market any other language i know is not as fluent as english unfortunately right. but um and the us really helps in that sense it is it is a wonderful place to work in at the end of the day also and um, and yeah it's it's i can say the markets almost at the top of their league so it is it right. is in many ways a reason as to why i'm 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 here right now so it makes sense absolutely but on the language point i mean i'm sure you're more multilingual than your fellow counterparts is that is that a correct uh, guesstimation <laughs> i i would say so yes okay i should give myself that much credit at least thank you that's a good segue to my next question actually uh, you mentioned work and the market you know india is, has been uh, as, as i'm sure you're aware has been attracting tremendous amount of investments oh, yeah. in startups and especially in the technology space Mm. and you've worked with two unicorns at mm. the moment uh, oyo which is about to list itself on the stock market and mm-hmm. uh, is in the the hotel space and the mm-hmm. other is a goliath in uh, the edge tech space which is by juice mm-hmm. and i understand you've had a very successful stint um how how would you describe your experience you know uh, what are your learnings and observations yeah i mean So right after engineering I was looking for engineering oriented jobs I I do remember a very close friend of mine in Manipal had joined Oyo and I started talking to him about it and he told me I told I asked him what are you doing there and he kind of told me he's in the sales side of things um and I asked him hey okay I get uh, you're in sales fine uh, is there anything in terms of like operations or demand something along that side because again my interest in supply chain was speaking at the time i had done a few right. lean programs and i just really wanted a job to like you know prove it um mm-hmm. or officiate it let's say just i wasn't too sure about the whole oyo role in itself because it's quite a departure from engineering in itself right and i really i guess i wanted to make the engineering right. worth it but i did know that maybe my passion wasn't in the technical side of things i quite knew that i wanted to do something management oriented mm. i went for the oyo interview and uh it was probably a two day process and i i think i was pretty convinced by the end of the process that i wanted to join the company sales would mean wow. a lot of interaction with a lot of clients outside the office it meant constant travel which again it was very simple thinking at the time that attracted me to the role it would be the prospect of you know going around rather than sitting in the office the whole day communicating with a lot of people i knew that you know even if i was in bangalore it is well worth making contacts and going around and getting to know people uh, especially in corporate places great job in terms of both byju i mean both oyo and byju's it's safe to say are and were going through an aggressive expansion and i joined oyo at very much that kind of time oyo was aggressively expanding very demanding in what they wanted you to do and very much you know a culture of you have to overachieve and i don't right. mean that necessarily in a bad way yes it can be stressful right. it can be challenging but and that's the word i like to use but oh my god the amount of stuff you learn it, it is crazy how much there is in terms of social interaction and soft would there be a correct assessment if i say it's like throwing you in the pool and without you knowing how to swim and you learn swimming on the way yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and i and honestly uh, gokul i could say that about the current job i have to it's fascinating okay. how well, much there is to learn at, in a job you know and again education is important it's it, it is of value there is so much you learn with base and foundation there but a job is like a true teacher at least in my experience all jobs have had right. so oyo uh, was a sales demand role it was about going to clients getting them on board with oyo and using oyo services nationwide um i think i did pretty well in oyo and i was there for about 8 months it was busy yes extremely busy not a day went by where i was just you know I think it teaches you a thing or two about corporate life. You learn a lot of things you like, you learn a lot of things you don't like, and then you move mm-hmm. on, you know. You you find the next thing more inclined to you. And for me, that was a step into Byju's. By the time Oyo ended, I knew I wanted to go to the US for my masters. 
and I knew I wanted it to be in supply chain. I had done my GRE well before I even started with OYO. I got a good score. I was happy with it. And I remember my dad very much insisting, make sure, go to the US as you know, soon as possible. But I, I really felt compelled to have at least you know, a year or two worth experience in uh, India. And I'm happy I did that. It could be beneficial both ways. You can go directly undergrad to grad uh, school. You can you can take a couple of years uh, and work. Or take a couple of years and you know, if, if it's a gap year and you want to kind of build other skills in your life, please do that. Like there is no better time. Yeah. Than when you're young, it only gets harder in terms of how to manage time and the time you get for yourself. By juice, once I stepped in, I knew I wanted to go to the US. I was already preparing my applications at the time, and um, yeah. So the by juice role though was especially. I think I'm very fond of it, and I will talk very fond right. of it. By juice was a script writing role. I think for oh, most yeah. of my life, I loved writing. I would talk mm-hmm. about that in trends also. You know, I mean, English classes were crazy because, uh, you know, they'd ask you to write a, a story of any sort. Of, there'll probably be some kind of factors of how to go about the story. What do you need to put in there? What do you need to put out? But I thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was something I I, liked, um, I echo your thoughts here. I think English classes were my favorite lessons in Trins as well. I think simply because yeah. it was you know, a storytelling session and it's as arresting as it can be, right? So Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just a thought in my head right now, it, it was quite engaging with the other students in the class, you know. It, it's not like, I mean, especially with English, we are studying, we are there, but there is this room to... You know, experiment, think about things, even true. joke around, and I think that's very, very valuable in a setting of school. And I mean, Gokul, like the yeah. amount of soft skills that have come to use in life in future, and small, small things like these experiences in school and our social interactions and our friendships. I think it. I cannot exaggerate enough how far it goes, and it's it's almost something you can't realize really, but and not nothing I fully realized, but I I know there was value in all those things. And English class was you know one of those one of those environments where students really got to talk to each other, friends got to talk to each other discuss stuff mm-hmm. and put something on paper and i i really enjoy the creativity aspects of thing i've had a love for you know writing and 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 mm-hmm. film and poems and all that since a young age and it was a good class for me personally and anyway that fully went into byju's byju script writing was a role based on script writing uh, so as you know byju's um, what they do is they provide a certain product of theirs is providing these animation lessons out to children from i mean uh, students from kindergarten to 12th grade so my when i did join the company i remember my manager at the time asked me hey how do you how do you feel about dealing with the primary grade and that was the first to third grade and i didn't know how i was just like i i feel like i can i can probably contribute stuff in the higher classes but kind of realized the the difficulty they had with conveying lessons for first to third grade was you know the amount of thought you have to put into to simplify it and yet get it right it's so distillation so of thoughts like a pc writing if i may yeah uh, i mean so. I, absolutely and 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 if if i may also say it's extremely important to be able to put difficult things in a very simple manner absolutely and, and this is even necessary for someone who's um 40 years old 50 years old 60 years old in companies that are asking something from you they want it very simple i learned that i think i'm not saying late but i i didn't know that earlier i i really thought we were always continuously building knowledge and building technicalities and you put everything out there but honestly everyone's kind of the same in how they process things and understand things so there was a great mm. value in being able to like summarize things down to a simple thing and byju's really helped with that it was a job i was extremely fond of it did not feel like work in a good way absolutely correct yeah and um, that was byju's for me and uh, while i i know i think i was in byju's for like 8 to 9 months and while i was in byju's i i sent out a few applications to the us and and i think one of the universities i got an offer at was purdue university and i i took it up they had a very attractive offer so yeah unicorns that helped me get into university not good question thank you <laughs> i would like to uh, delve into perhaps a bit after purdue and a bit mm-hmm. into uh, your manipal life um, okay. i'll take the manipal one first uh, since it chronologically makes sense um, mm-hmm. so the karun i recall is more of a behind the scenes get the job done kind of person uh, in school of course and wouldn't necessarily want to take an active role which is you know uh, holding the mic talking to a large audience yeah, yeah, actually, right, yeah. there's a couple of people that say the same thing in manipal that's very true 
But interestingly, um, you did compete and were the anchor of uh, an inter-college event in Manipal. What yeah. I'd like to uh, sort of stand from you is how did this transition happen? Do you think uh, Trins helped in helping with this transition? It, did you did it make you glean over things? You know, uh, reflect, get to know more about yourself. Maybe that's that's mm-hmm. probably what I want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's funny. I would say that I'm very shy by nature, especially in school, but I wouldn't be so shy around my friends. But if it involved work in school and if it was something, it was a duty for the school or something like that or for the event, I did prefer the whole behind the scenes working thing. It's not something I don't think I was in any way trying to deny being in the front or being in one kind of... Yeah, it's just, I, I was extremely shy. I definitely nervous to do it, yes. Um, but even with, with all that, I think in Trins, there were moments of, you know, having to like do that. And it was very testing. It was the fear of it or the shyness to do right. something was somewhat challenging. But it wasn't too hard to get over or something like that. When I did come to Manipal, and again, I, it's a lot of things you kind of gain from Trins. And uh, a lot of the friendships I made with Trins was a factor into like coming out of this introvert shell and socializing <laughs> and definitely growing, you know, and I I think that I would say that's what really contributed in just kind of like putting things out there. I remember um, seeing pictures of you in an immaculate tuxedo. It, that's what you were that. donning. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool that you're um, amenable to new experiences. Again, I want to say that I am, but I won't. I, I just want to be very honest. Like, I don't think I'm someone who really goes out there trying to be a lead or trying to like put myself in the front or something. But I think I've been lucky in the sense that opportunities have come my way and I'm very appreciative of the experience. Like, honestly, I'm happier that I did it than I didn't. I think that's a lesson in itself. I know the fear is we don't do well, but somewhat doing it gives so much joy and and I tend to ponder over things that I just don't attempt and there's almost a version out there where I would have said no I, I can't do it and it didn't happen but I'm happy that I have the memory that it happened I think people can really maybe use that maybe use that thought yeah. also yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Uh, definitely trends contributed the whole social aspect of things I did make my first really my first good bunch of friends from trends so uh, a lot carried mm. forward from there I remember before leaving trends it was an extreme sadness thinking I'll never make friends again in my life <laughs> and uh, I mean, you know, engineering happened. It was really good. Again, I was lucky over there. But I think it was very much step by step. Like a lot of things I was able to do in Manipal, I mean, naturally came from the experiences in Trins and growing up there. So, yeah, you got to owe some stuff to, you know, history and school. And- Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, coming to Purdue and your time oh. uh, right after... You did a couple of internships, if I'm correct. And mm-hmm. um, I I think it may have been very challenging, especially in the context of securing a job. Yep. So how did you uh, sort of navigate this and end up with IO, which is a consulting firm? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure, you know, it, those were some pretty hard days that you were taking a crack at. Yep, yep. I, I would say so also. You know, thank you for allowing me to be honest in this conversation why i say that is yes it's tough um but it's not to be discouraging so now i'll explain it so uh when i came to purdue pretty much in the first month there's already conversations about job applications i mean i remember having worked a little bit for the application in itself and i thought okay you know what i can rest a little bit right now and enjoy purdue for a bit and i did of course i was but the whole job search thing or the talk of it started early enough for me to also go oh i mean okay i guess we are to start this early in terms of search right. <laughs> um my very honest truth is i think it was too early for me to really know what kind of job i wanted i had one and a half years left to the course and honestly the the goal ahead was learn and 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 complete this education and kind of get as much as you can out of it and you know when it's when it comes to a, when it's coming towards its end you start focusing on job search but the reason a lot of the faculty a lot of the students a lot of the alumni encourage international students to start their job search early is because it's a very challenging market yes the us market is in high demand or the us job market there's a lot of international people who do come to the us for opportunities and growth and I think it speaks for the quality of US in terms of how it is still so attractive to people. Um, and with that, I'm not, I don't like saying we're competing against international students, but the challenge is you have a whole bunch of international students so well equipped who've come so far away from home, who've had you know, incredible experiences in terms of work experience and, and culture exchange. The fact that, you know, they're in a country they probably haven't been to before. They have to live independently and they have to job search. It is so much, there's so much adulting sort of responsibilities right. um, that enters the picture 
that really in itself as a whole can make it challenging but yes the job search i spent i started my job search say i had three semesters in purdue and i started in my second semester in my first semester it was extreme it was quite busy i took up a i took up a lot of subject i did my uh, experiential learning internship with caterpillar lucky project yeah, well i couldn't be more happy because this was it, it was my official supply chain beginning uh, oyo was also very sales oriented so i it wasn't too operations or logistics oriented at oyo so i had this opportunity now to caterpillar is a great company in terms of manufacturing uh, and my job the internship was focused on water sustainability i love the topic of sustainability it's got a huge future and that was my project for like 4 months very valuable had to balance that with the studies didn't get much time to job search second semester comes in i had the equal amount of like subjects to study but i didn't have an internship during that time so it was lighter i began my job search but covid basically hit in march and that right. really changed the game i mean for students it was extremely stressful i i knew i do know of few students who got internship offers with the company and the company pretty much a week or two before the summer internship was to start said we can't do this for you it 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 is heartbreaking but again i think everyone knew it was it was covid and it was quite unknown at the time but they knew it was something very well beyond our control and purdue i have to give a shout out to them they really stepped their game up in terms of how they want their classes to proceed they did not want to go fully online they really wanted to work hard to accommodate students and take that you know the whole health crisis very seriously so we didn't ever departure to a fully online thing but the internship aspect of things they began you know basically attaining uh, projects on an almost immediate basis they must have like started the search right during the corona during the covid time in march and april and they got a bunch of projects for a lot of students. students who a lot of students were there who didn't have internships and they said yeah we have a pool of internships over here for you please select what you please and we will choose teams accordingly everyone got a everyone got an internship and i'm blessed them for that because everyone needed an internship um it's hard to prove yourself to a company in terms of a full time job without an internship experience i got to work with allegion for my uh, summer internship it was a very research based role and it was in the field of cyber security and supplier evaluation those were kind of giving you materials you kind of evaluate them and say hey how can we improve you and uh, how can we do things better for you and make it easier for you um great experience and then i had my last semester and thankfully i kept my credits whatever i had left to complete in purdue was on the low side um and i had all my time to spend with job search it wasn't a fruitful time i'd say my third semester a lot of people did get roles at the time a lot of the mba students were being recruited a lot of the ms students were being recruited into i believe amazon um, um a lot of great logistic companies right. and and you know i was keeping my eyes open i think partly you know with my resume uh, as proud of it as i am i think a lot of companies try to first find the hardcore supply chain experience i had and in the us it matters to have that experience um or they want to see that you've you know you've worked extremely hard in school to a point that even if it's just education based your experience that you're there to like learn and just you have you're equipped with what you need grow in that company and and this is going to get you know every international students ears perked up is sponsorship that is right. the topic and sponsorship can be difficult it is um for those who don't know what sponsorship is when students come to the us and i am sure every maybe every country has a version of this but when students come to the us and they do their education over here um they can get a job for a limited time on their visa and what happens ahead if you want to stay long term in the us is you apply for a certain thing called an h1b which allows you to work long term in the role you're doing h1b visas are pretty much uh, given to it's arguable but given to technically experienced people and a lot of international students who come to the us are it's a mix of management and te- uh, technical roles but uh, enough to validate a sponsorship however the reaction and i only learned this at purdue the reaction of companies is a lot of companies are not familiar with the whole idea of sponsorship and some oh, of wow. they choose okay. uh, that is the truth a lot of companies don't and that means they're very unaware of it which means when they hear sponsorship there is a hesitation from you know many companies in the sense that oh my okay that's quite some work and we might as well just hire a domestic student who can do the same job without needing sponsorship sponsorship means there's a few forms to fill a company has to work a little bit into sending your application they have to contribute to it it's there is a fee involved and you know some companies would rather not there's companies like amazon i know that sponsor a lot of roles and sponsorship is not just you know company to company it really can be role to role like they'll sponsor you for one role but not the other you get a few chances to apply for an h1b and if you you get three tries basically and if you don't get right. through it's a lottery based system 
uh, if you you get those three chances over the course of three years to apply for it, and there are cases where you don't get an H one B by the end of the three years, also, or you know, you can go back home, or if your intention is to go back home, or uh, you know, if if the case is that you want to stay in the US longer, that's that's where it gets difficult if you don't have an H one B in your hand. Uh, and you know, for for anyone's like uh, just for the sake of like positive news, um, there are several cases where people have gone back to India after not getting the H one B, but the companies have worked very hard to get them back into the US with the visa. So. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, That's I mean, good. because you know, you're of so much value. You've been here for three years. You've learned some technical stuff that a lot of domestic people are not capable of doing. You know, so they, you are an investment now. Now, the difficulty in applying to jobs becomes that you'll meet a recruiter, you'll talk to them, and you'll be like, you know, you'll discuss everything. You might be the perfect candidate, and they'll ask you, "Do you need sponsorship?" What's going through their mind is he or she needs sponsorship. There might be a chance that for three years they're going to apply and they don't get that sponsorship, and the company is paying for you for those three years in terms of not just salary but the applications themselves. That means you might have to go back to India. That means they lose you as an employee. So their thought is you probably aren't the best investor. That mm. is their thinking, and I can't fully blame them. I remember understanding it. The only thing is, you know, all all of us international students have one mission. We came here to get a job. We came here to like learn and get a job. And we wanted a job where you know our experiences were put to use. I struggled with the whole sponsorship aspect of things. I I know that there were several roles that I was perfectly equipped for, even with I would say supply chain experience on the low side at that point. Um, I knew I knew very confidently in some interviews how well I'd done, and that you know I felt the you know there's this kind of strong gut feeling that this will work. And right. um, and it was there and there were denials. There were denials very much without reasons. But I do know as with for many other students, it is because of sponsorship reasons to after my graduation in december 2020 and january to march was a search for companies um and by the way you get like 90 days to search for a job otherwise it's right. Okay. You know, you might have to go back, and you know, we had that limitation of ninety days after graduation. But fortunately, very much in the last month, the last thirty days, I had a, a maybe two, three offers in hand, and I chose what I, you know, had the most like faith in, or what I felt like, you know, this is right for me, and that was IO Group in uh, Bethlehem. It was very much a supply chain role, uh, logistics. It's what I've studied, and I thought, okay, you know what, supply chain, this is it. And the interview went very well. There were lovely interviewers, and they selected me, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And again, if anyone's listening and you're particularly interested in the US, I will still say always go. These challenges are, you know, it's it's never the end of the world, and it's it's incredible challenges to put yourself through. The achievement is unlike anything, and I failure is too strong a word. It's all those things you learn from it. It's US has taught me so many things. I think it's been a very transformative couple of years, and it's because of a lot of challenges and. I think I wasn't ready for it when I was coming, but you know, you you. I think people naturally have a tendency to just you know um, cope and do well and you know try to achieve and succeed and or do their best. And I think that I think US has been that for a lot of people. And for on a positive note also, I think every single one of my international friends in Purdue, which was most of the batch, got jobs. So it was a very tense time for everybody. A lot of people got jobs in the last minute, but people did. And and you know, it's everyone's in a good mood. Everyone got what they came for. Thanks for that again. Yeah, uh, absolutely, that is very insightful. There's there's definitely a lot of nuggets to take back from. Great. With the holiday season around, what are you currently or planning on reading? On reading, if, if I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let me think. Let me think. What am I close to? No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, a close friend of mine actually from the office uh, gave me a suggestion to like get a book. It's I've never read a self help book. Self help book in my life. I think I get a little uh, stubborn when someone else tells me how to probably improve my life. When they're probably correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he kind of suggested a couple of books that he read, which he absolutely loved, and he found very insightful. I do not know the names. But I'm actually planning to go on uh, Wednesday evening to go shopping because he's also planning to head that side. And I thought, you know, uh, he reads a lot of books, and I thought I should pretty pretty much revamp my reading of books because honestly, in the last two years, it's been reading a lot of case studies and and project right. stuff. <laughs> so it's time for it's time for something else. Um, but again, uh, you know, more than books, I my eyes always go to films or something. I I just have to like watch something. Yeah, like yeah. On yeah. that note, uh, since you're a cinephile, any movie, TV show recommendations for all listeners? Oh, where to start? Okay, this this <laughs> this is now the one now. Con- yeah, <laughs> give me top uh, three for this. Okay, okay, this I'll say. All right, there's a great, great German show on Netflix called Dark. 
think a lot of people right. might have seen it by now it is uh-huh. one of the best shows i've seen in my life it's so beyond hollywood's um, standards there are some directors who work extremely hard in terms of you know covering everything and down to the, not shying away from any kind of trope and dark essentially is a show about time travel but they don't ignore anything they they see mm-hmm. every consequence of time travel and it's incredibly fascinating how the show traces and follows the people who time travel and cause one change and the other consequence and how that just kind of spreads uh, just changing everything and it's highly fictional but it's amazing how logical it is um, that you know from the kind of way they've pitched the whole story that they follow the rules and don't shy away from like saying it's too complicated we can't show this to the audience cuz we don't understand it ourselves it's one of the smartest shows i've seen in my life um i can i can hands down say that i loved it uh, it is a dark show <laughs> by the name but it is uh, not in this not in the gory sense it's just it's a very serious show and so so that's uh, from a tv show perspective any movie yes that's that's netflix now for movies i actually very recently saw dune which i thought was right. quite a fantastic movie it, it's it's quite epic scale and it's a great director it's a great cast and there'll be a part 2 coming so it's well worth it and by the way dune right. i don't know if you, have you read the book go no i've been told it's it's absolutely riveting to read the exactly. book as well exactly yeah. and that is also a book i plan to buy when we go to the bookstore on wednesday come to get if you want and i've heard great things i've heard it's sci-fi revolutionary and the kind of topics they discussed when this book came out decades ago is so relevant to now and the future so it's fascinating it's it's political it's immigrant based it's the consequences of yes you know yes i think it covers things. it sort of meanders through a lot of you know nebulous topics which i think makes it very exciting to read I, you know what really really elevate something right it really elevate and yeah. i think i think readers only benefit from something like that it's it's amazing so i must see i i've seen the movie of course and i need to see i need to read the books and there's a series of books so hey you know if i like part 1 i'm going to i'm going to have a bunch of books to read and i'm happy about that again you know with i love the theater mm-hmm. experience but again with covid it's it's been on right. a down low i i saw tenet last year and i'm i'm quite the nolan fan so i was quite I was quite impressed with that movie i loved it really? um, well, that's a divisive opinion yeah, <laughs> hey, right, yeah. hey hey come on <laughs> let's begin that conversation that, uh, i think you were far ahead for our times i absolutely agree with the whole explanation provided that he is a director who should be allowed to experiment i get that but <laughs> I, i i think in to to merit experimentation somewhere it uh, lost the kicker you sound like my friends describing the end of it just <laughs> they just like you know till then till then everything was okay but after that moment got it like what <laughs> but hey, i i liked it maybe i'm biased to you like no and honestly i i am best i best. let me be the mirror that will tell you the truth my friend yeah this this one <laughs> for this one thing the world needs you uh, to filter what comes out my mouth so i mean uh, let me think like movies wise um, i really wanted to go for the latest bond movie which i didn't get to see in the oh i have uh, watched it you totally watched it if not for anything else but for the fact that it is Daniel Craig's last movie as exactly yeah Daniel. and you know and and we've all we've all grown up with his bond so yeah I, i'd like to see that one question for you on a similar vein by the way which i think uh, you'd be best place to answer which actor crushed the role so hard that nobody else will be able to live up to it i'd like Eesh. to know Karan Dhawan's opinion Eesh. um crushed the role huh? that no one else could do it. I know it's a hard pick but I I wanted to put you no, on no. the spot there. I I very much have an answer in my mind but it's a very mainstream right. answer. So I'm kind of trying to like go back to like other movies other actors but I just want to sound smart I guess but this is what I'll say. Cheesy but Robert Downey Jr's Iron Man I think it was I think it was Seriously. I I I of the week that you would have picked a Daniel Day-Lewis. I know. Day I know. Lewis. I know. Honestly <laughs> I, I was trying to pick Daniel Day-Lewis. I was trying to think but the thing is right a lot of these actors stepped into roles that nobody was expecting anything of. and they did those roles and they shined in them but you know and people will say only they could have done it but it's it's hard to substantiate that when you know there's this there's a certain actor who's played a say a superhero role or whatever character but for so many years quite consistently and quite gained popularity in you know the, what they came to the character for honestly i could very much say robert downey jr is very much the character but i think I think he really established that in a very good manner. Some people say that about Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. I think um, I, I can say this from a different angle. There's great, great acting performances I've seen, 
and I think you know my favorite actor forever has yeah. always been Daniel Day Lewis. He's the actor's actor, and I don't think anyone yeah. could have done that his acting in that movie. And I, I, he, the movie needed him. There was no other way around it. So that and Lincoln, he played Lincoln, which again is quite mainstream, but it's he, he did such a fantastic job, you know. And I don't think anyone could have been a better Lincoln. Great question. Moving on to a serious question, and feel free to hmm. uh, choose not to answer it. And I hmm. suppose a trigger warning is something I should be issuing at this juncture. Mm. Karun, I've known you. Uh, we've, we've shared bus ride for almost two years while going to school. Great conversations. There, you'd mentioned that you had wrestled with uh, mental health issues. I'd like to know, you know, uh, how did you cope with that? And yeah. what were your insights in hindsight, you know? Yeah. If you could just uh, uh, walk us through it. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I think I'd account it to, and from my experience, I kind of learned it was anxiety. It is, yeah, everyone has different levels of anxieties. I think a lot of people actually have it without really realizing how to handle it. My parents parents were extremely, um, you know, encouraging and friendly towards the whole idea of therapy. Uh, they're the kind of people that believe everybody should have therapy in their lives because the kind of insight it gives you, it's incredible. I mean, honestly, That's you, super. You, you know your own experience well through, but somewhat when a professional steps in and sees something that you've done that many people have done before you, and then they tell you exactly that anxiety was something I definitely had in school. I was extremely, as it goes back to some things of like, you know, shyness or introvert, and it wasn't extreme. It's not like I was completely shy or completely introverted. In my experience, I think exams gave me a lot of tension. The idea of achieving and trying to like really do well and do good and kind of get a good rank of stuff or something was always like pressure. I think I think in a way it's a good thing. But I think what I did was I overdid it. I kind of put too much pressure in my, on myself. And that at times right. made me collapse. You know, I, I felt like I couldn't cope with things that actually could. And at the end of the day, it always turned into coping with it and doing it and, and achieving it. But it was a common thing of having anxiety pop up every time I had to go out there and get something done whether it's an exam whether it's like I don't know making or talking in front of the assembly or if it's like you know also I should say like being that young in school and even though therapy was just like you know an experience you're very young right so even if you go to therapy which is again valuable there are some things that you will register later in life that make much more mm-hmm. sense because it's mm-hmm. more of like an adult experience of things but so there were a lot of things I've, i i i'm a bit I, I was quite the overthinker i still am at times and i criticize myself for that but i think what really helped me manage with us with anxiety is going back to what i said is meeting someone in therapy that's professional enough to a point where they can guide you through your thoughts and it's amazing what they can teach you and right. two it's rationalizing your thoughts to a point of self-awareness. I think one of the... That's very well put. Yeah. It doesn't sound humble to say this, but I think one of the greatest qualities that I've kind of learned, and it, I must say it came from the whole thing of having, say, anxiety or mental health, was self-awareness. And I'm glad in a way. And I think a lot of people who've gone through this experience later in life are very glad because they've just learned something that's so internal, that's so hard, that's not tangible, right? So it's so hard to like fix because of how much overthinking and overlap of thoughts and emotions go into like formulating your thoughts. It's diffi- It's a difficult job to pinpoint and try to solve your issue and it might take a long time, but you are always in a better place after that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I would have fathomed being in a place where I'm just kind of talking like this. I, I, I would, I'd be very surprised. I'm, it's, it, it's also as, as I'm talking, I'm kind of happy about it. It's to particularly answer your question, People must seek therapy. People must be more transparent and talk. Thank you for that, uh, Karun. I think I I really, really appreciate, uh, you know, you giving a well-rounded picture of your experience and put forth uh, what's important and, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff there. Absolutely, absolutely. And and if I could just say one more thing on that, right, it's the value of having a good friend circle goes a very, Mm -hmm. very long way. Um, your family is there to support you understood um, there's a lot of good things but I've benefited so much from having good friends and part of managing fears or you know mental health issues also goes into knowing that you have a great group of people surrounding you family friends who love you and I think it gives you so much validation to a point where you say I don't have to hate myself or anything I think I can do it and I just got to I just have to start it just do it thank you again Karan I really appreciate it so, uh, Karan, since you're so well-traveled, or rather, you've lived in Tanzania, you've lived in Mozambique, you've, you, you're an Indian, you stayed here for a substantial period of time, you had a stint for two months in Poland and now in the US. 
you know, what's the one best thing and worst thing about living in each of these countries? Oof. Okay. <laughs> so Tanzania, Tanzania, right? I was, I was a kid. What did I not like about the place? Okay, let me think. What did I like about the place? Um, food. Is that the food? Um, I actually, honestly, I don't remember having too much Tanzanian food because my right. mom would cook a lot and I just ended up having my mom's food a lot. Mm. So I didn't, th- I don't think I had that authentic Tanzania experience. I got to go back. Huh? Let me think. Uh, I do remember this about Tanzania. Extremely, extremely good people in my, nice. and, and I know, uh, yeah, I used to like, actually, you know what? I used to have like occasional conversation with people and we'll, you'll hear some things on the news and you might just kind of conclude a place as one thing. And the word crime can come up when talking about certain African countries and you may say it ignorantly, you might say it with reason, with say, reading something on the news. In my experience of Tanzania and nine years over there, we didn't have any crime issue once. All I remember of people there were they were extremely nice to me and my parents. They were they're an extremely loyal culture in terms of, you know, I do this for you out of, you know, love for you, out of like, you know, right. my wanting to do it for you. And everyone treats each other that way. And I don't think I've really seen that since. And I, I miss it a bit. I think being older there would have really given me more insight into that. I, I think that's a beautiful thing about Tanzanians. Uh, what I didn't like about the place, um, I'm just trying to think what Whether I think. I'm, I'm just taking a while. Oh, yes, oh my yeah. god, great, great point. Yeah, mosquitoes. That was the... <laughs> that, I remember the mosquito nets and the... We'd have to change it a few times. There were some monstrous mosquitoes over there. Oh, you know what? Actually, ignore the mosquitoes thing. There were a lot of electric power cuts. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And they'd last 9-10 mm-hmm. hours a day. I mean, again, a lot of people went through it, but that was tough. It could be tough at times, especially in the hot season. Yeah. Now, Mozambique. Mozambique, I did try some of the food. They have great food. It's a it's Portuguese culture, right? They were a Portuguese oh. colony. So there's a lot of Portuguese influence over there. And Portuguese have great food. They have really good food. Um, I, I do remember a lot of chicken, a lot of uh, spicy um, uh, dishes, um, potatoes. Um, they had a couple of really nice desserts. Um, and actually, if you ever get a chance to like, you know, talk to Devika, she has, she's also lived in Mozambique for a year, I think, um, before right. I came there. And she knows a couple of like desserts and food items. She's very well, you know, versed about more than me. And um, there's, I mean, honestly, every time I probably have a chat with her, we probably come back to those two things. And I don't think I've had those since Mozambique. So I miss them terribly. Uh, good food. I can say that. What I didn't like about Mozambique, I it's not something I didn't like. I, I did find the language a little difficult uh, in the sense right. that a lot of people didn't speak English. Um, mm-hmm. They spoke Portuguese and very fluently and their own local language. But, you know, English was a new thing for them. So... A lot of my friends in school, yes, spoke English because they were the younger generation and it was a requirement in school, right. but the older generation didn't. So there'd be times where I was just a kid like to say, Clueless, I learned yeah. how to say, I don't speak Portuguese. That was a valuable thing to learn. <laughs> um, that's, that's me for Canada, by the way. Yeah, in oh, yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. I mean, four years in Manipal, two years in Bangalore, I learned nothing, man. Irida. <laughs> Irida means two, right? Yeah, that I know. <laughs> See? It's that yeah. bad. Or Chilmadi, I think. Chilmadi, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See? Let me think. Okay, so India was the next destination, Kerala. And I think I'd be I'd be in trouble if I said something bad about Kerala, wouldn't I? <laughs> uh, let me think. What I liked about the place. Hey, it was high school. It was, uh, it was, again, transformative life. It was my kind of first time living in India all year long. A lot of fear with how people would perceive me. Um, you know, with my not-so-great Malayalam, not-so-great Hindi or something like that. But hey, I made some great friends by like a, like a year into it and... I mean, I mean, to friends to this day kind of thing, you know, I'm so happy about all that, including you, Gokul. And um, I, um, I, I think, I think Trivandrum had a lot to, a school was a big part of my Trivandrum life, you know, my Kerala life at the time. So I have to say that was the positive thing. Mm-hmm. Our bus rides and stuff, I still remember some of our conversations. I remember Rahul and I arguing about Iron Man and Batman. I still remember <laughs> all that. And yeah, I, I, I love I, it. I miss those things, you know. Um, yeah. And um, what I didn't like about Kerala, Humid? <laughs> Is that the safe answer? <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? In school, uh, and I'll be honest about this, that staircase down to the food court and back up, oh my God, after lunch, that was a difficult walk up. And every day I struggled with it. Probably why I was thinner than, uh, than now. But oof, you're talking to someone who despises exercising. So that was... Why? Like, guys, why? Like, just please get out. Get yeah, out. it's like get a out. long winding uh, pathway. <laughs> <laughs> it is and it's it's stairs you know it's it's a bit it's a bit of an effort yeah that uh although i still i miss it so much and uh let me see uh poland was again poland was barely a stay it was it was two months there positive thing about poland um 
I mean, I'm saying this as a joke. Uh, students, please don't follow my suit. Uh, they have beers sometimes at 8 a.m. in the morning with breakfast. And I thought that was interesting. <laughs> to anyone who might be interested in their future for that, a hey, great place to go. Aside from that, Poland, uh, very beautiful. It's it's quite different. It's um, there's there's a lot of churches and very different architecture from what you see in India. What you see in probably okay. interesting. You know, yeah, it is. It is, and it's you know, it's uh, the foods again. The foods very different. I do remember a couple of Indian, you know, students who'd come along with me that time. Um, you you know, they'd be like, oh my god, if if we could just add a little more like masala spices, this would be crazy. <laughs> and and we had an opinion and honestly i'm of the opinion that that would help but they had so much they had so much like there was like very different cuisine it was it was like potatoes and vinegar and um, i think it was like i suppose um, the russian name to yeah. yes yes that's that's about the next thing i was actually going to say i very in somewhat in common to russian food but i i would assume a polish and a russian person could probably say no um, but in my in my in my amateur opinion yes quite a few co- common things in between those things thing like about poland ah, let's see language again uh, polish in particular is a very hard language to learn mm-hmm. in my opinion mm-hmm. i think germans a lot easier to pick up on you can understand some words polish is wow it is it is beyond me it's so random the joke in poland among all the polish people were someone came from some other country and just sat down one day and said hey what's the best word everywhere in eastern europe and they put it all together and that's the language and it's it's mm. odd it's different um it's beautiful of course but it's it's hard to learn it was very hard for me to learn i knew very few words that was poland um great another i mean great thing about being in europe is for as a student of any age it's it's traveling they going from country to country is a matter of going in a bus and it's nothing for them they that's the normal there and you can travel so much in europe and you can do a lot of cheap stays and there's so much to, again it's in its own way it's it's so beautiful and i I saw some of the most beautiful places in Europe when I went. So, yeah, I mean that that was I mean, that was like Poland and that. And up next now the US of A. So many things to criticize also. No? <laughs> like the government's gonna knock on my window. Uh, let me think. Uh, what I like about the US, you know what? I went to Purdue. It's one of the most multicultural uh, universities in America, maybe arguably the world. I had a friend from every single nationality that I spent. Wow. every day that's that's phenomenal uh, yeah it's amazing there were so many so many people to interact with and again i you know there, there's a bunch of us there's very diverse crowd obviously but you are friends with a few people but even those few people it's 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 russian it's colombian it's um it's uh, let me think moroccan it's french yeah uh, people from such different parts of the world finding commonalities to laugh about enjoy um have fun with it's it's so much bonding from such different cultures and it's There's something so fascinating about it that there's something I don't want to put into technical words. It's it's very romantic in a way. The whole aspect of right. you know how this cultural mixing happens and it's beautiful. Now, what I don't like about the US, I can safely say first is the winter. It is terrible. Indiana <laughs> was difficult. There were days when it was it started with like November was like zero degrees Celsius. January was like minus thirteen. I remember trying to desperately go to the supermarket and somehow make my way back home in all that snow. It's tough. Uh, snow winter is beautiful, or the snow is beautiful for a day for the pictures. The next day it gets tough, and it's slippery. I've fallen so many times by slipping on ice. I think I've broken my back. <laughs> I, I, I think I, it's just hard. And and guess what? The next place I'm going to is Pennsylvania, which is just as cold as in the winter. So freezing, yeah, uh, basically. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. You know, that's why, guys. Yeah. Uh, in case you, I mean, anyone listening to this and thinking about US. Maybe consider something like Texas or Florida. It's quite. <laughs> it uh, it helps. Oh, California! Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, yeah. California! Good old California. My 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 dream location. I think someday. Let's see. Yeah. My last question, and this is a cliched one. Yes, Kalon, we've reached the end of almost the end of. I'm quite sad. The... <laughs> so I know. I I would have liked to speak more. We can always now catch up. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll or we'll have you again. Part two. Part two. <laughs> Part two. Yeah, definitely. I'm, in, I'm done. Question: Something you and I share in common, which is our alma mater, which is trends. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like to pick your brain on what your favorite memories of school were. I'm gonna just like there's a bunch of thoughts in my head. Okay, I still remember the cream and green uniform. I think it was a particular color combination which as a kid I was just like that's a great combination 
and <laughs> that was i think my what am i i mean my mom my mom complaining i had my growth spurt from like 9th to 12th grade and every year the uniform had to be changed and my mom was like how like how how does one grow so fast and that was one of the funniest things for me in like um school i remember i mean those morning bus rides the bus rides back uh, honestly like pull say you know that you you bond with or you your friends are in the bus or something it was we were so loud we were so noisy and again you know i i'll get to the education bits and all that but i have to say things that really excited me you know like fond <laughs> fond memories that make me smile and and the bus rides the bus conversations we were so loud at the bus i do remember yeah. i remember who but some professor would be like karun you're sitting in the front right now and i was like okay i guess i was too loud <laughs> but we do the same thing again the next day and there were so many conversations and getting to know each other in those buses and we always look forward to it also you know uh aside from sure. probably maybe me sleeping in the morning bus sometimes like yeah, i know that me too. yeah <laughs> the ac is just at the right temperature i know and... i know right the right spot yeah i know you can't help but i think i was rushing from the bus to the assembly uh i remember how from 9 to 12 i'd slowly go further back in the line and then i just couldn't see anything up front <laughs> i remember our, i remember i think something about dressing up as an astronaut in the assembly in the front which was extremely funny um let me think um you know literally how after every class we'd have to go to like um, different rooms which which is which was i think the schooling i had yeah. before that was the professors would come to your room yeah, all the true. time and yeah. you know you sit in the same place the whole day while prince was a little bit of moving around or oh, some lovely professors over there yeah. and i how do i remember mr anil mr vinod uh, uh miss sangeeta uh, miss rija so i mean there's just you know names coming that i haven't like you know said in such a long time but wow it's, it's <laughs> it's yeah. good to remember you know and oh man i i remember how many jokes we all had among us also like just keeping ourselves entertained um, through the day yeah. oh i remember i mean hey there was one menu one course in the food court you know that chicken what is it a chicken pulley or something like that and the rice thing oh i i can i'll still yeah, have that today i'd say yeah, i agree i agree yeah. and ah oh, man i i don't know where i can i there's so much i can say we'll this conversation is going to go far and ready you've given a lovely flavor of I think a bouquet of memories, which and anyway, we're starting off with the uniform was epic. By the way, I have to admit. <laughs> oh man! And and you know how I mean, it's, this is just making fun of all of us. But you know how, like at that age, we all try to be cool, right? That was some of the funniest things happening in school, just because of all that. And it's just all the friends. I'm not going to name any names, but oh, uh, yeah. can't wait to like just you know get in touch with all yeah. these guys again and speak sometime and just recollect all these things. It was it was a wonderful, wonderful time, really. <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm almost going to cry Gokul. <laughs> Th- thanks a lot Karun and uh, thank Absolutely. you for your time. Thank uh, you thank for uh, you know uh, being our inaugural guest. It's always always a pleasure to connect with you and chat with you. I don't realize the time. I don't know if you realize it's 1 hour 21 minutes but uh, it doesn't honestly it doesn't feel like it. I'm not just saying that it doesn't feel like 81 yeah. minutes i can't believe yeah. it. perhaps we we should bring you back you know when hey, i'm sorry right. i can talk for hours yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a part 2 let me know let me know when uh, if someone let me know someone cancels last minute i'll be away <laughs> sure thing man thank you thank you once again it was lovely thank you gokul